Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a dink, a dink a do, a dink a dink. Oh, what a tooth! A dink a dink, a dink a do, a dink a dink. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. I hope you're having a pleasant holiday season. We have three shows for you today that I hope you'll enjoy. We, of course, have Bing Crosby, and on the Bing Crosby show, his guests are Eileen Woods and Joe Frisco. It's an episode where he doesn't play that many songs, a lot more comedy dialogue and things that's going on. It's not all that Christmassy of an episode, though they do mention Christmas throughout, so it's just kind of different. And then we go from that to the Jimmy Durante show with guest Victor Moore with a lot more Christmas talk, because Christmas is getting closer, of course. And then following that, we have Al Jolson's Craft Music Hall with guest Jimmy Durante. So I hope you're going to enjoy all three episodes, and next week they'll become far more Christmassy than they are this week. Though on Bing's show, he does close out with White Christmas, and it's a really nice performance of White Christmas. So I hope you'll enjoy that. Until next week, have a great week. Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guests, Eileen Woods, Joel Frisco, and Rudolph Schmohopper. Now, here's a man who started dreaming of a white Christmas so early that he spent the summer months in Jasper Park trying to shoot himself a Christmas tree, Bing Crosby. Thank you, Ken, but I didn't shoot that Christmas tree. I blasted it out with a nibbling. <laughs> I yelled timber instead of four. <laughs> you got one. Yeah. But, Bing, you got that Christmas tree in August. How in the world did you ever keep it green so long? Who keeps it green? I got it painted lavender with gold tips. This is Hollywood, Ken. Nobody has a green That's tree. Right. Never. <laughs> You're be... so right. My wife went out and bought a silver one with blue sequins on it. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to see Dorothy Moore's tree. It's chintz with a bare midriff. Oh, <laughs> I really don't need a Christmas tree myself this year. You don't? No. All I gotta do is back my moose up against a wall plug and his antlers light up. <laughs> nice effect. But you're not gonna throw out the one you brought down from Jasper, are you, Bing? No, heavens no. We decorated that too. Yeah? We had a little argument, though, about what star to put on top of it. I wanted a silver star and Dixie wanted a gold one. What star the boys want up there? Betty Grable. 
I think they're growing up. They I don't. Play. Now, Ken, the Rhythm Airs and I have a little thing cooked up that's a happy thought for Christmas or any other time of the year. Pass that peace pipe. Mr. Trotter, will you kindly lift the Navajo blanket from the campfire and signal the orchestra to begin? <laughs> Temper's getting the top hand All you got to do is just stop and pass that peace pipe Bury the hatchet like the Choctaws, Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas Choctaws, Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas If you're feeling mad as a wet hen Mad as you can possibly get Then pass that peace pipe Bury the tomahawk like those Chichamex, Cherokees, Chipotapecs do Like those Chichamex, Cherokees, Chipotapecs do Don't be cranky Try to use a little restraint Fold that hanky And wipe off all of that war pain Then if you find yourself in a fury Be your own judge and your own jury Pass that peace pipe Bury the hatchet like the Choctaws Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas Choctaws, Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas You will soon discover it's best to pass that peace pipe and bury the hatchet like the Choctaws, Changos, Chattanooga's Chicka Rose do. Even in colonial days, you pass that peace pipe and bury that tomahawk like the Chickadees, Chappachettes, and Chickapees do. Pull your ears in, try to use a little control. When all clears in, you'll be top man on a totem pole. But if you wanna be an oh. alright guy, not a long face blues in the night guy, write that apology and dispatch it. When you quarrel, it's grand to patch it. Pass that peace pipe and bury the hatchet like the Choctaws, Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas. And don't you hit your mix, your hurricanes, your booty picks. And don't you go to me, Chippewas and Chickasaws. It's a common practice among the Potawatomis. I pass that rough cut Bury the hatchet Do He did a good job. You sang that like the last of the Red Hot Mohicans. How about another chorus? Well, I'd just love to, Ken, but the rhythm airs are bushed. They're really bushed. Not what? so much from singing as doing their Christmas shopping. Oh, Christmas shopping. Mm -hmm. How about you? You done your shopping yet? Oh, yes. I even picked up a couple of gifts in an army surplus store. Uh, army surplus mm -hmm. store? Gee, they got a Santa Claus down there, too. An old lieutenant colonel with a khaki beard. <laughs> Of course, before the kids talk to them, they, they have to get permission from the first sergeant. Well, that figures. Mm -hmm. Did you get anything interesting? Got a flashy, very flashy present for John Scott Trotter. No. A 16-man rubber lifeboat. A 16-man rubber boat? Don't worry, he can squeeze into it all. <laughs> what do we do with it? Same thing everybody does with their Christmas gifts, Ken. They can exchange it for something they want. Now, wait a minute, Bing. Everybody doesn't exchange Christmas presents. I trust you mean that if somebody gets a Philco for a gift, he doesn't exchange it, huh? Naturally. Then, Ken, I think it's vital that you should stress the advisability of purchasing Philcos for Christmas gifts. Why? 
Bing, what's come over you? Yuletide, full of goodwill, especially to our sponsor. You mean I can do as long a commercial as I want? You may do a short, snappy one because Rudolph Schmohopper will be here any minute. Speed it up, one of your fastest. Well, Bing, speed is the cue for our listeners, too. Only six days left to do your Christmas shopping. Don't let the night before Christmas catch you in the plight before Christmas, those old Christmas gift jitters over what to give. Hustle into your Philco dealer tomorrow. You'll find he's got a slew of good gift ideas that are last-minute lifesavers. Smart new Philco table models for your sisters and your cousins and your aunts. Philco's new portable automatic record player. Terrific for teenagers. Those powerhouse Philco portables bound to be a holiday smash with a gal you'd like to travel with permanently. And if you haven't yet thought of anything to stand the family on their heads Christmas morning, sneak a preview now of those gorgeous new Philco console radio phonographs. Shop, look, and listen at your Philco dealer tomorrow for gifts with a lift from Philco, the leader. Never anxious to improve radio's literary standards, we wired George Bernard Shaw an offer to write an introduction for this song. No word, however, from the volatile vegetarian, so I'll just have to tell you the name of it, Ballerino, a romping begin. Dance, ballerina, dance And do your pirouette In rhythm with your aching heart Dance, ballerina, dance You mustn't once forget A dancer has to dance the part Well, ballerina, whirl and just ignore the chair that's empty in the second row. This is your moment, girl. Although he's not out there applauding as you steal the show. Once you said his love must wait its turn. You wanted fame instead. I guess that's your concern We live and learn And love is gone Ballerina gone So on with your career You can't afford a backward glance Dance on and on and on A thousand people here Have come to see the show As round and round you go So ballerina dance With your career, you can't afford a backward glance. Dance, ballerina, dance. A thousand people here have come to see the show as round and round you go. So, ballerina, dance. Dance, dance. Way. I don't believe that Rudolph Schmohopper got here yet. Rudy didn't get here yet? No. Can't understand why he's late. Oh, uh, you know the boy? Well, I've never met him, but my brother Everett told me he's loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. Or did he just say loaded? I don't... <laughs> what does he do? 
Who, Everett or Schmohopper? A Schmohopper. Oh, well, I'm not quite sure, Ken. I, I used to go to school up in Spokane, though, with a girl named Hannah Schmohopper. Well, gee, maybe Rudolph's her great-great-grandson. Oh, Ken, there's no time to kid around. <laughs> this is an acute situation. Schmohopper fan clubs all over the country are no doubt just up in arms. This is embarrassing. Well, we've just got to hope that he shows up. Yes. Meanwhile, let's turn our attention to our first guest of the evening. Very attractive and talented young lady who's helped Don McNeil sell Philco refrigerators via his breakfast club show out of Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a bright young singing starlet, Miss Eileen Woods. Well, thank you, Bing. Eileen, after your sterling performance on The Breakfast Club, we welcome you to Philco's Supper Show. How do you feel? Oh, a little sleepy, Bing. Yes, Bing, if Miss Woods would like to rest, she can put her pretty little head right on my shoulder. Back, back, Carpenter. I have two perfectly good shoulders of my own, which I place at <laughs> Eileen's disposal. Well, Bing, I just thought that Eileen might be a little nervous, and I just want her to feel at home. You're an aggressive character, and you know it. I'm not. <laughs> now, Eileen, before drowsiness, induced by working on such a late show, overtakes you... Could we perhaps coax a song out of you? Why, certainly, Bing. I think I can stay awake for a chorus or so of that old feeling. That old feeling. Well, I'm sure we can too, Eileen, but this is sort of a switch, isn't it? A pretty girl with that new look and that old feeling. <clears throat> John Scott, Miss Woods awaits your downbeat. Got that old feeling When you came in sight I got that old feeling The moment that you danced
know, occasionally here on Philco Radio Time, we have played host to the eminent horse player, wit, and famed vaudevillian, Mr. Joe Frisco. The other night, while strolling by the Hollywood Plaza Hotel, I, I came upon Joe in conversation with Cully Richards, Maxie Rosenblum, and Charlie Foy. <laughs> and after putting the eerie on this social and study club, I was surprised to learn from his dissertation that he was an authority on hunting and fishing. And I would like to present the eminent angler Nimrod, Dr. Joe Frisco. Thank you, Fulton Lewis, Jr. <laughs> Joe, I'm really surprised to learn and pleased, too, that you, that you like the great outdoors. You really go for fishing, huh? Oh, that's my line, Bing. But uh, the, the best spot to go fishing is in the Columbia River. Naturally. I was there for two weeks. They've yeah. got a fish up there that really is just something. What He's... kind of looking fish is he? Oh, I don't know. I didn't k k k catch any of them. <laughs> So your trip to the Columbia River ended up a fiasco? Well, uh, did I, uh, I didn't catch any of them either. You did? <laughs> well, I take care of fishing. How you been doing with the birds? Have you done any bird shooting lately, hmm? Oh, yes, I like to... I was hunting birds there. You have a dog? You gotta have a dog. Gotta go have hunt. a good dog. Yeah. I never could pick up a good hunting dog. Tough I, to get. I know you ain't you got find one? I know you sold your stable. I know that. <laughs> I hired a dog off a fella. Went hunting? He's a bird dog, yeah. yeah. I took him out there, and I shot about eight or nine of them wild ducks. They fell in the water, and the mm. dog just looked at him. He wouldn't go out and get them. What kind of dog is that? Well, I took him back to the man. I said, what did you sell me? The, the, the doctor, this ain't a bird dog. I shot eight wild ducks. They fell in the water. He just looked at him. The fella says to me, he's a bird dog, all right, but you, you have to c cook him for him. <laughs> You ever do any hunting up around Wisconsin? Oh, Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that, Bing. You've hunted up there? Yes. Pretty good, huh? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful hunting, huh? Cold there, cold, cold in the air. Rain in the air was full of birds. Oh, wonderful. Plenty. Day. All you have to do is point the gun in the air and, and hold your head down so they won't hit you in the head. Be <laughs> birds will beat your brains out, I guess. I got a load of them. All different colors. Right. I brought them in as an old man that takes care of the captains. I thought maybe Gamekeeper? I'm over my quota. Yeah. Might have been the warden, you know. I don't know. I didn't know he'd have the store or not. Yeah. He may have. It'd been mm. uh, bottles and stopping. <laughs> so, uh, That's a copper. I says to him, have I got over my quota? And he, all different colors. He looked at him and says, you haven't got uh, uh, one there. See? <laughs> No duck. Yeah, no ducks there. Well, what were they? I said to him, what are they? And he told me they were m, -m mud hens. <laughs> I says to him, can you eat them? He said, some people eat them, but they're tough. He said, you got to, how do you cook them? He told, I says, well, he says, you got to uh, boil them. How long? You got to boil them for three hours. Holy tomato. Then you put them in a hot oven yeah. alongside of a flat iron. Flat iron in the oven looks? For, yeah. for an hour. An hour? And you open the oven door. And yeah. if the flat iron is red and you can stick the fork in the flat iron, you throw the mud head in the flat iron. <laughs> and eat the stove. I was right. Those birds are really tough. Of course, they'll be all right on a meatless day. By the way, Joe, what do you think about Meatless Tuesday? I think it's a good idea. Sure. I can do without a Tuesday. Yeah. I did without meat under four different uh, presidents. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> get a citation for that. I can give uh, uh, Truman a t -t Tuesday. I think so. <laughs> I know, Joe, but 
A fella really needs a steak now and then. You know, steak builds you up, makes you strong. Strong? You yeah. can do without it. You really? can do without it. The strongest thing in the world is an elephant. He eats hand, he can move a train. That's right. <laughs> do you ever take your brother hunting with you, Joe? Oh, he don't go hunting. What's his touch? Oh, he's got a hobby. He don't work or do nothing. He wants to in, uh, invent things, you Inventor, know. Inventor, huh? Inventor, yeah. What's his, any outstanding things he's created? Well, book? he's worked on something that's... St- Straighten toothpicks. He's got that's, something that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, and then he ever do anything with hunting uh, implements? Well, yeah, or... he's got a hunting gun that hmm. shoots a cotton bullets. Cotton bullets. Yeah. What's the idea of that? Well, you shoot the animal and you stop them at the same time. <laughs> well, then he's he's a taxidermist. No, his old man drives a car. He is. <laughs> The, the, the Dutchman. Short Dutchman. Yeah. Huh? Well, has he got something, any new uh, outstanding items? <laughs> got a delayed laugh from the union. <laughs> yeah, she's got another invention. What is it? Well, he hopes to make a million dollars with it. What's his case? It's an oil, you know. Yeah. He... Well, well, has he got it patented? Oh, no, he's got it in jars. Put it oh. in jars. <laughs> I mean, is, is he registered in Washington? No, he lives home with us. Oh. Is it? What's well, it it's, a, it's an oil that the, the, the government's liable to use it. Mm-hmm. See, uh, you paint the oil on the bottom of a cruiser or a battleship, and uh-huh. when the enemy torpedo or you happen to hit a, a mine, this oil blows the torpedo to pieces. What? <laughs> what happens to the boat? Oh, I don't know nothing about the boat. I'm worrying about my brother. So long. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in. You needed me. Now from the Broadway musical High Button Shoes, where Master Phil Silvers and others are wowing the customers nightly, two matinees a week, I should like to do one of the song hits. It's called I Still Get Jealous. Cause it pleased 
misses you. it pleases you Smooth as silk. I thought I gave it more of a nylon treatment. Oh, I see. Well, now we can give a little Philco treatment. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. If you feel Santa Claus breathing down the back of your neck already, don't let it get you down. Hop on the Philco for Christmas bandwagon and take your Christmas gift headaches to your Philco dealer. He's got the answers even for the tough ones on your list who seem to have everything. But you better step on it. First come, first choice. And for 17 straight Christmases, first choice has been Philco. This year, you're a cinch to hit a holiday high with Philco Advanced FM, the new kind of static-free broadcasting in a good-looking Philco table radio, or a magnificent console that gives you the whole works in recorded music, too, including Philco's sensational new electronic scratch eliminator, which automatically tunes out needle scratch and surface noise. No hiss, no screech, no scratch when you play your Christmas records on the Philco 1270, the radio phonograph of connoisseurs, nothing but the music, against a background of blissful silence. For a Christmas gift with a lift, don't settle for anything less than a Philco. Famous for quality the world over. A few years ago, Mr. Irving Berlin wrote the words and music to this song. Now seems to have become a definite part of every Christmas season. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write May your day be merry and bright, and may all 
My luminous sundial indicates that it's time to shove off, and I regret that we just can't wait any longer for Rudolf Schmohopper. First time we've ever been stood up by a guest, left waiting here at the microphone with egg on our puss. <laughs> well, maybe he'll show next week. Meanwhile, thanks tonight to Eileen Woods and Joe Fresco. Next week is our Christmas show. We'll have uh, some fine music, and we'll also present Charles Taswell's Christmas play, The Small One. Oh, I heard your Decca album of the small one, Bing. It's really beautiful. Thank you, Eileen, and Decca thanks you, too. And good night. <laughs> good night, Bing. Good night, folks. Don't forget to buy your Christmas seals. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week when we will present our special Christmas program. And remember, this Christmas, give a gift with a lift from Philco, the leader. Hello again, this is Buck Benning speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jimmy Durante Show from the 1947-1948 season. This, like all of our shows recently, will have some Christmas mentions in it and so forth. Um, it's just wonderful to bring you all these Christmas episodes that we've been able to bring you these last number of days, and we're going to continue to do that up until uh, Christmas actually hits. And uh, I just love this time of year for for OTR listeners and fans. It's just the show's just really capture uh, Christmas and 
Um, and the fact that in the height of radio from, say, the pinnacle of radios from the 40s and the early 50s, that's when so many of the timeless classic Christmas songs that we know and love now um, got their origins. And so it's fun to hear them like on the Bing Crosby show and, and some of their shows mentioned, oh, there's a new song out and it's called Silver Bells and here it is. And boy, it sounds like it might be a classic someday or or they mentioned so many songs like that. Um, that uh, the, the Christmas song, the... Um, I'm trying to remember what some of the others were. Rudolph, of course, uh, coming out in uh, late f- the late 40s, early 50s, and then uh, saying, you know, this is a big song right now, and we're hoping it's going to be a classic or whatever. And, it, and of course, it is, because we hear it every year. But uh, it's just fun to hear the beginnings of all that. Anyway, I hope you're going to enjoy this Jimmy Durante show. Um, we only have a couple more weeks with Jimmy, and then... He's going to be replaced for a while. Uh, I think you'll like the caliber of his replacements for the next month or so after that. But uh, um, but we'll get all into that as we go. Um, I'm trying to think what other ground I was going to cover. Oh, I know. The Radio Archives has some beautiful collections that are on sale right now just for wonderful, wonderful pricing. So I just thought I would mention it to you. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I believe, that they all of their CD sets for the last number of months, they've had, um, if you get the download version instead of the CD, which you just download right to your computer, they you get it for half the price of um, the actual set. So, if, for instance, the Jimmy Durante sh- sets they have, if you want to hear beautiful episodes of Jimmy Durante, um, are selling for like 17 or something. So of course you're getting the set for about $9 or so. And uh, if you're getting it for the download, well now uh, they're having a special on some of their sets where they're 50% off on the CD, which of course then affects the price of the downloads to another 50% off. So you end up, uh, a good example here is the Joe Palooka shows. They they have a set of Joe Palookas, and I don't know if they're even in syndication. I think these are these are like uh, newly found transcription discs sort of things. Anyway, the Joe Palookas, they're 15-minute um, shows, so they have five hours of them, which if it was a half hour per show, what would it be, 10 shows? And so it's uh, 20 shows that you get, 20 episodes. And it ends up the download price is like three dollars and something, three thirty-five or something. So you're so you're getting it for like I don't know what the, what is that fifteen seventeen cents an episode or something. It's so well worth it to and to be able to help this company continue to to make to have these great releases that they do um, certainly is worthwhile. Uh, and uh, Radio Archives prices are, are already better than Radio Spirit prices. So if you're ever looking at buying some sets, I would definitely look at uh, Radio Archives to see what they have. Also, I, I tend to like their mastering of the episodes a little better than I like Radio Spirits. Um, they just seem like they have a little softer hand. Radio Spirits, sometimes their remastering uh, comes in to sound a little artificial. They use so much noise suppression and so forth, I think, uh, where Radio uh, Archives is a little more natural. 
So anyway, some of the sets they are having for an additional 50% off, which makes them dirt cheap, like I say, is the Joe Palookas I mentioned. Um, they have a really nice Sherlock Holmes set that they have for sale. Uh, the first episodes of um, The Big Show, which is really cool. I'm going to get that one for myself. Um, I'm trying to think of... There's a, there's a couple others that they have that are just, like I say, phenomenal deals. I'll connect you to their sale page uh, from, from a link from this episode so that you can go there. And if you're interested in getting some of those sets, you can. I'd look through all their sets. They have just... Um, tons and tons of wonderful, wonderful um, radio shows. The only one I'll steer you away from is the Al Jolson uh, set. Uh, one, it's really expensive because there's a lot to it. It's like this giant set. But two, they did something in the remastering um, that was not great. And so it just sounds, uh, I don't know, the vocals uh, from anybody sound kind of harsh and, and uh, distorted and just not very good on that set. But every other set I've ever got from them sounds great. Um, and what was great, when they when I got the Al Jolson set that had problems, I contacted them. They immediately gave me a credit to, to get more sets. They didn't ask for the Al Jolson's back or anything. It was just, you know, it was very uh, smooth uh, what they did. And uh, they're just great folks over there. Anyway, uh, and they don't, they're not sponsors of me or anything like that. I just thought I would mention them, so... Uh, anyway, enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Good health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. Dink, a dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Oh, what a Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Arthur Treacher, Candy Candido, Roy Bargie and his orchestra, our Rexall sportscaster, Tommy Harmon, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and our special guest tonight, Victor Moore. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jimmy Durante in person. John L. Lewis quietly walking out of the AF favel. <laughs> Look out, John. Ouch! Poor Johnny got his eyebrows caught in the door. <laughs> and now as a special musical treat, I'm going to sing my famous number in which I called for Chloe. Hey, hey, Jimmy, you've been calling for Chloe for years. Why don't you give up? She never answers you. She will this time, Howard. Listen. Chloe. Yes, Jimmy, honey. You see, folks, you can always get a girl to answer around Christmas time. <laughs> oh, gosh, Jimmy, Christmas is getting close, isn't it? Have you been pretty busy shopping? Was I busy shopping? Emphatically. <laughs> the other day in a department store, I was caught in a muddle of womanhood. And just out of curiosity, I peeped over a lady's shoulder, and I'll never do that again. Why? I wound up in front of the store with my nose wrapped as a gift. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
it was addressed to a little old lady in Fresno. <laughs> well, Jimmy, you being such a man about town, you must have quite an impressive Christmas list, don't you? Right, Howard, and the very first name on my Christmas list is President Truman. But I don't know if I can get him what he wants. Gee, Jimmy, this is interesting. Tell me, what is it that President Truman wants for Christmas? A few more Democrats in the Senate? <laughs> that puts Santa Claus in a spot. His reindeer are all from Maine and Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> well, Schnauz, in all the hustle and bustle of the holidays, I hope you haven't neglected your campaign for the vice presidency. Answering you in the affirmative? No. <laughs> Why, just last week, I conducted a poll, and these are the results I got. The Democrats don't like my nose, the Republicans don't like my chin, and the Socialists don't like my hair, and then there's the Communists. Well, what don't the Communists like? The Democrats, the Republicans, and the Socialists. <laughs> <laughs> and etc. But how had my survey also pointed out the greatest problem facing the country today? The water situation between California and Arizona. I'm glad you brought that up, Jimmy. There's a fellow here waiting to see you from the Colorado River Authority. I'm always glad to meet a canoeable Coloradian constituent. Oh, no. <laughs> if you folks think you can read it any better, here, take the page. <laughs> well, here he is, Jimmy, the man from the Colorado River Authority. Well, how do you do? <laughs> Run for your life, the dam is busted. <laughs> but tell me, what's your problem? Well, I think California drinks too much water. <laughs> Would you spout that line at me again, please? I said California's drinking too much water. Can you hear me now? Well, the words are clear, but the syllables are a little soggy. <laughs> well, I just made a survey of the Colorado River. I swam upstream, downstream, and even underwater. And I only have one thing to report. What's that? I'm forever blowing. Thank you, thank you, Carmen Lobato. Well, Jimmy, your campaign is sure arousing a lot of interest. There's even a little Indian maiden waiting here to give you a report from her tribe. Come, come, speak up, little Indian princess. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You look like an Indian that once sold me a scratchy blanket. But me from Kickapoo tribe. And Kickapoo's travel a long way. First Kickapoo's travel over Allegheny. Then Kickapoo's travel over the Rockies. Then Kickapoo's land in California. After a long trip like that, you must be pretty tired. Ugh. I'm feeling mighty Kickapoo. <laughs> but little princess, as long as you went to all that trouble to get here, let's join together and sing your tribal song. Ugh, you go if your temp is getting the top hand, all you gotta do is stop and pass that peace pipe and bury that hatchet like that. Chuck toast, chicken sauce, chattahoochee, chippy was do. If you're feeling mad as a wet hen, mad as you can possibly get, then pass that peace pipe and bury that tomahawk. Like those chitchy max, cherry geese, chipotle bags, Don't be cranky. Try to use a little restraint. Oh, that hank 
fee. And wait off all of that whoopee. And if you find yourself in a fury, be your own judge and your own jury. Pass that piece, pipe, and bury that hatchet like a softball. Check the sauce. Check your walk. Check the sauce. You know, you're kind of cute. Ugh. You like to marry princes? You're going to look them kind of cute yourself with big papoose hanging on the back of your shoulders. Nothing doing. I got enough trouble with this big papoose hanging on the front of my face. <laughs> Pass that beef pipe and bury that hatchet like the chocotaw chick sauce. Chocotaws and chickatoes. And those chicken sauce cherokees, chickpeas to hatch a bee, choo-choo changes, chalapi. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you like that? I finally learned the words to chababa chababa, and now this thing comes along. <laughs> So pass that peace pipe and bury that hatchet now. Pass that peace pipe and bury that hatchet now. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Did you know that more than 2,000 different drug products carry the name Rexall? That's a big family indeed, and a highly respected one, too. For in millions of American homes, the familiar name Rexall has come to mean the utmost in quality, purity, and reliability. So for any and for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall. Have confidence in what that name means. Quality, purity, and reliability in drug products. Get them at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation, where 25% of America buys its drug needs. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Now let's look into Jimmy Durante's house as his man Treacher enters in high spirits. One must start off each day with a round day, even when things are adverse. Oh, you'll feel better. Even your appearance will improve. Oh, oh, what a note! What a note! What a voice! Sounds like a wounded floor walker. It says Roebuck. You know that's quite a brash statement. Coming from a man whose voice sounds as though he gargles with chem tone. <laughs> touché, Treacher, touché. But to smooth your ruffled feathers, my little cockatoo, I have a bit of a Christmas gift here for you. It's a music box. Oh, thank you, sir. I say it's a beautiful music box. That's nothing. Wait to lift the lid and hear what it plays. All right, sir, I'll lift it. Well, I, I've lifted the lid, sir. I don't hear anything. How do you like that? Petrillo took the record out. <laughs> Well, so much for topical material. <laughs> but I'd better get on with my political campaign. Well, how's the campaign coming along, sir? Swimmingly, Arthur, swimmingly. My foreign policy will be hailed as another Vaughn Monroe doctrine. My plan is to trade one of our beautiful girls to every country in Europe in exchange for one of their beautiful girls. I'll take it. Hello, Durante speaking. Спасибо, товарищ. Пане дзевник, признаєте, не построй girl. Как люблю я вас, что стадия поднимай, girl. Как люблю и как люблю, как люблю, бла, girl. Goodbye. That was that was Stalin with a new rate of exchange. He wants ten of our girls for one of his. Well, I gotta get going. 
Preacher, I heard there's a political mastermind in this town who spends every day sitting on a park bench, just like Bernard Baruch. Oh, that's a good idea, sir. I'll bet he's just the man who can help you with your political campaign. I'll get the car out right away, sir. Look, Treacher, there's our man sitting on the park bench. Is he the big boss, sir? That's right. Well, now, you just go over. You go over and impress him with your knowledge of politics. I'll impress him? Yes, sir. Go on. Uh, tell me, sir. In your expert opinion, do you consider foresight as opposed to hindsight a great asset to a statesman? Or do you consider hindsight of equal value to foresight? If I knew the answer to that, would I be sitting on this bench marked wet paint? <laughs> <laughs> Why, it's Victor Moore! Ah, uh, gosh, it's always good to see you, Victor. Sometimes I think I'd be lost without you. Yeah, Jimmy, I'd be lost without you. But I'd really be lost without you, Victor. I'd really be lost without you, Jimmy. For a couple of grown men, we get lost awfully easily. <laughs> well, you don't need me any longer, sir. I'm leaving. But I'll be home tonight in time to put your nose up in curlers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> A schneidbounder? But, Victor... I didn't know you were a political mastermind. I thought you were making a picture. Well, I was supposed to, but I just lost out on a part. The producers couldn't figure out whether to buy me or John Garfield for that new picture, Body and Soul. They didn't know whether to buy you or John Garfield for Body and Soul? What happened? Well, they took one look at my body and Garfield was sold. Yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sometimes wish I was a young, dashing Romeo again. Well, don't feel too badly, Victor. After all, you're younger than Al Jolson. <laughs> I know, but who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Victor, I love to reminisce like this with you. But I came to you for advice on my political campaign. Well, just put yourself in my hands, Jimmy. Your election is insured. We'll institute a program of national improvements. First, we'll build six new bridges in Kentucky. Yes. Then we'll build 12 new bridges in Idaho. Go ahead. Then we'll build 36 new bridges in Arizona. And then we'll start digging. Digging what? Rivers to go under those bridges. <laughs> But isn't that spending an awful lot of money? Why couldn't we just build bridges over the ridges we already got? Uh, Jimmy, you're beginning... I heard that. I heard one of the musicians say rivers. I said rivers, not bridges. Let me take that line again, will you please? <laughs> There's always critics in the musicians' line. But isn't that spending an awful lot of money? Why couldn't we just build bridges over the rivers we already got? Oh, boy. Uh, Jimmy, you're beginning to talk like a Republican. Don't talk so loud. San Badu is listening. <laughs> well, I have faith in you, Victor, and when I'm elected, we'll have a reign of prosperity. There'll be a car in every garage and a rid of Haywood in every pot. Wait a minute. That's a chicken in every pot. You fill your pots, I'll fill mine. <laughs> Now our charming John choose Miss Peggy Lee to sing her latest capital recording, the very popular Golden Earrings. Well, thanks for the kind words, Jimmy. I hope you like this haunting gypsy melody. Yes, I do. And while you're singing, I'll go into the tents and have my palm read. Mm. 
60-second story from the Rexall Laboratory. No soldier in any army ever had to stand an inspection anywhere near so rigid as the bottled drug products in the Rexall Laboratory. Even before the bottles are filled, they are placed on a moving belt and march in single file between a 15-inch magnifying glass and a strong light. A sharp-eyed inspector sits before the magnifying glass and examines every bottle, rejecting those with the slightest flaw. After the bottles are filled, they must stand still another inspection before the magnifying glass. And all those which do not meet Rexall's high standards are discarded. This is only a small part of Rexall's routine inspection procedure. But it's one more reason why you can always depend on any product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your household drug needs, always buy Rexall. 
at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Well, Victor, now that I'm in your hands, uh, what else can you do to help my political career? Well, first I advise you to do something about the food problem. But you'll have to deal with the farmers by yourself. I could never operate in the Middle West. Why not? There isn't room in the West for my middle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a million of them, a million. <laughs> and some of them aren't even as good as that one. <laughs> Well, come on, Victor. Let's get going to Washington. I can hear our train pulling into Union Station right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said train. What can I do? The sound man's union is stronger than mine. Ah, doesn't it give you a great feeling, Jimmy, walking along Pennsylvania Avenue? Yeah, right in the shadow of the Capitol. And these are my home grounds. Why, I know every senator in Washington. Hello, Victor. Hello, Senator. Hi, Vic. It's Senator Nolan and Senator Vandenberg. <laughs> That's Senator Taft. He's a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, Victor, Victor, you certainly seem to know everybody around here. Uh, Jimmy, you're lucky I'm handling your campaign. I appreciate it. Don't worry. Now, if you're going to be vice president, it's important that you know your way around town. Now, right over there is the Supreme Court. On your left is the Senate, and right over there is the House. Yes. <laughs> the House must have California construction. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in California, when you drive a nail on a wall, both you and the guy next door can hang a, hang a picture on it. Well, Jimmy, my boy, my advice to you is to curry the favor of the bigwigs. We'll step in this drugstore here and get a couple of boxes of chocolates. There's a customer ahead of us. All right, clerk. I'll take those green ones, but remove that one. And I'll take the four yellow ones, but remove those two. And the three licorice are fine, but take out that last one. Thank you. Good day. Who is that? Parnell Thomas, even before he buys jelly beans, he weeds out the reds. <laughs> well, come on, Jimmy. You'll never get any place in politics until you make a speech. To show you how powerful I am, I've arranged for you to speak to Congress. <laughs> come on, they're probably waiting for us. I'll step right up on the platform and take over. Now, look here, you people. I'm taking over this meeting. I see a great delegation from the War Department. I'm going to call a roll. General Marshall? Yeah. General Doolittle? Yeah. General Myers? <laughs> Don't just leave the general standing there. Somebody pushes little Castro back in. Go ahead and start your speech, Jimmy. I got them warmed up for you. Wait a minute, Victor. Before I start, I see a young lady who seems to have a question. What is it you'd like to say, miss? Mm, Mr. Durante, I think you're just wonderful. And after the rally, why don't you come up to my apartment? 
And we can sit in front of the fire and hold hands. Well, General Marshall may have a plan, but I think she's got a better one. (laughs) Now, Jimmy, stick to politics. I think the crowd is on our side. Here, I've written a great campaign song for you. We'll sing it to them, and then we'll have every vote in the house. I am with you, Victor. Let's go. The time has come for me to speak out loud. I've got a message of which I'm proud. Give this man attention. He deserves to be heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say a word. Are you sure that you are certain that you're going to raise the curtain and you're getting set to give us all a lowdown? Yes. Are you giving an oration that is going to rock the nation? Are you sure that this is going to be a showdown? I said yes. <laughs> then speak. I will. Speak. I will. Speak, 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 speak. Don't rush me. <laughs> now, what I want to say is this. The Randy is the choice of the people. He's got that political knack. Randy is the choice of the people. I said it and I won't take it back. With the nose that he's got, it's as plain as day. He could smell something fishing a thousand miles away. Randy is the choice of the people. Well, how's about it, huh? A chicken in each pot, that's a promise you have heard. When it's said by Durani, he means every word. A chicken in each pot. That means you're gonna get the boy. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Durandy is the people's choice. Durandy is the choice of the people. Folks, if I'm elected, I promise. Durandy is the choice of the people. Folks, I want to say if I'm elected. Durandy is the choice of the people. I feel like a vice president already. Nobody lets me get a word in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think the decaying doctrines of power politics are inconsequential and non compass mentis e pluribus unum. Jimmy, what does that mean? Who says it has to mean anything? I'm a politician. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. We want Durandy. The people's strong. This is Howard Petrie again with a Rexall reminder for the Christmas shoppers. This is the time of year when your Rexall druggist steps out of his traditional role and plays Santa Claus for millions of busy Christmas shoppers. Your Rexall drugstore is your most convenient shopping center with hundreds of different and original gifts. For that most important lady of all, go to your Rexall cosmetic counter and ask to see the exquisitely beautiful Caranome gift sets packed in attractive gold-trimmed boxes. You'll find such gifts as Caranome face powder and perfume, Caranome sets of matching lipsticks and rouge, and Caranome traveling kits in imported pigskin cases. So, during the busy week ahead, make your Rexall Drugstore headquarters for all your Christmas shopping. Touche, Professor Petrie, and I'd like to add, I do my Christmas shopping at a Rexall store. What I want, they got, and furthermore, 
Umbriago, he prefers them too. We buy at Rexall, that's all. How do you do? Next Wednesday is Christmas Eve, and I'm playing Santa Claus for Margaret O'Brien. I can just see me riding up in my sleigh with my reindeer, Donda, and Blitzen, Dancer, and Prancer, Cupid, and Vixer, and Lana Turner. But, Jimmy, Lana Turner isn't a deer. I gotta have a talk with this boy. Come on, Victor. <laughs> Thanks, Victor Moore, for coming over tonight. Next week, folks, we have as our guest the sweetheart of the nation, Margaret O'Brien. Before we close, Tommy Harmon, famous player of the Los Angeles Rams, selects the Rexall All-American football team. Tommy, we're listening with ears akimbo. Well, Jim, tonight we select our Rexall All-American team, 11 men who prove throughout a tough grid season that they can play football for anyone, All-American football. At the ends are Swiaki of Columbia and Poole of Mississippi. The tackles are Davis of Georgia Tech and Harris of Texas. The guards are Suey of Penn State and Steffi of Army. The center post is Dick Scott of Navy. The backfield is made up of four triple threat backs who are all great defensive men. The quarterback is Lujak of Notre Dame. The halfbacks is Walker of Southern Methodist and Elliott of Michigan. At fullback is Evans of Kansas. And there you have our All-American selections, a great team of 11 All-American kids. Congratulations. And as every team needs a coach, we honor H.O. Fritz Chrysler of Michigan, selected as the coach of the year, to coach this team of Rexall All-Americans. Congratulations, Fritz. It seems like old home week. To each of those selected on this Rexall All-American team, we are sending a specially engraved American-made Waltham wrist watch. Waltham, first American watch to each All-American. <laughs> all for tonight, folks, from Arthur Treacher, Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargie and his orchestra, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and Jimmy Durante with a... Good night, folks, and good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. This program was produced and directed by Bill Cohan. Good health to all from Rexall. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. This is the Kraft Music Hall, produced and transcribed in Hollywood, starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Lou Bring and his orchestra, and our guest... Jimmy Durante. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April a shower comes.
Folks, this is Al Jolson in the old Kraft Music Hall. And after any girls named Rosalie listening to me tonight, here's a little Christmas present for you. Come on, Lou, unwrap the package. Rosalie, my darling. Rosalie, my dream. Since one night when stars danced above our oh, oh, so much in love. Rosalie, have mercy. Rosalie, don't decline. Won't you make my life thrilling and tell me you're willing to be mine? Rosalie, mine. Since one night when stars danced above, I'm oh, oh, so much in love. Oh, Rosalie, have mercy. Rosalie, don't decline. Won't you make my life thrilling and tell me you're willing to be mine? Rosalie, mine. It seems like old times. I'm certainly glad to have you back on the show. And let me tell you something, son. I heard you last Sunday with the New York Philharmonic at Carnegie Hall. And honestly, I never enjoyed anything so much in my life. Well, Al, as busy as I was in New York with concerts and recordings, I still took time out to listen to the Kraft Music Hall. You did? How'd you like it? I missed me. <laughs> well, we really missed you, too. Of course, you know, we had another classical musician, and he was wonderful. Yehuda Menuhin, the great violinist, was here. Oh, he was great. A fiddle player? Mm hmm I can do anything he can do. Yeah? Let me see you put the piano under your chin. <laughs> okay, hand me the piano. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Oscar. I, I was just trying to make a little joke, you know. You should have tried harder. But... <laughs> oh, boy. That Gershwin music sure is beautiful. This is what I played in Carnegie Hall last I week. I know. And by the way, Oscar, I heard it was awful cold in New York, huh? It was pretty cold in Carnegie Hall, too. Really? I had to play most of my concert on the lower octaves. On the lower octaves? How come? There was snow on the high keys. <laughs> That could never happen to a California piano <laughs> I had trouble with a California piano, too Really? One night in Hollywood Bowl The fog got so thick that in the middle of the Tchaikovsky Concerto I had to play six bars of glowworm so I could see the piano <laughs> Well, there's no fog here in the hall, you know Al, I'm a little disappointed How come? I thought you'd ask me how I enjoyed my trip Oh, I forgot, Oscar, I forgot, and I'm sorry how did you enjoy your trip? Well, the train ride was rocky, the food was bad, and my hotel room was uncomfortable. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> yeah, someone might have taken me to dinner at the store club and to a good Broadway show and ruined my whole trip. Well, that reminds me, Oscar. Wait a minute. 
What are they singing around New York these days? No songs. You wouldn't know them. <laughs> Wait a minute, you. I know all the new songs. Give me a chord. Here's a chord. <laughs> That's pretty short. These are tough times. <laughs> well, give me an arpeggio and I'll sing you something new. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the one I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear Sleigh bells in the snow And I'm dreaming Of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all Your Christmases Be Al, that's new? For me, yes. <laughs> I enjoyed that, Al. It's good to be back with you and to hear you sing. There's such a difference between you and the New York Philharmonic. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there's a hundred of them, but there's only one Jolson. <laughs> I could say something nasty here, but next week is Christmas. Well, <laughs> Oscar, instead of thinking up nasty things, I say, how about playing the piano? I don't particularly feel like playing at the moment. But Mr. Kraft is paying Mr. Steinway rent for the piano Steinway can use it but... <laughs> I will now thrash the piano within an inch of its life With a Miller's Dance by Defire I think it's cheap for an artist to advertise himself But I made a record of this
Here's an idea for something special to make Christmas morning breakfast a treat. A quick trick to make your pancakes or waffles, your hot muffins or plain toast extra good. Set out the syrup and marmalade as usual. And also set out a creamy, white, delicately fresh square of the famous Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Ah, there's a wonderful richness I just can't describe. You have to taste fresh Philadelphia brand cream cheese melting on the breakfast toast or the hot cakes or hot bread. Just be sure you get genuine Philadelphia brand, the cream cheese that's guaranteed fresh by Kraft. See the words Philadelphia brand on every package of cream cheese you buy. Folks, behind every romantic song, there's a romantic story. And this story, I think, is one of the sweetest of all. Quite a few years ago, a young lyric writer boy met a young composer girl, and they fell in love. Well, the boy, looking for an excuse to make a date, wrote a lyric to a song, and he asked her to write the music. The girl wrote the music, the song was a hit, and a short time later, the young lyric writer boy and the young composer girl became Mr. and Mrs. Gus Kahn. Their song, Gee, I Wish I Had a Girl. I wish that I had a girl Like the other fellas had Someone to make a fuss over me To cheer me up When I feel sad On Wednesday night I'm all alone when I ought to be up at some sweetheart's home And I'm lonesome, oh, so lonesome, gee I wish I had a girl That I had a girl like the other fellows had someone to make a fuss over me and cheer me up when I feel bad on Wednesday night. I'm all alone when I ought to be up. In some sweet heart's home And I'm lonesome Oh, so lonesome, gee 
Jolson, don't take it to heart. When you get a little older, you're bound to meet somebody. <laughs> I, I can't help it, Jimmy. I, I like that song. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with the song, and you didn't sing it so bad. No? Why, with a little training, you could be another common Lombardo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but come to think of it, who wants to be another common Lombardo? <laughs> Look, Durante, wait a minute. The Kraft Music Hall is a nice, peaceful trouble. We'll change that. We'll institute some new altercations. Altercation? Well, finally got someone in the hall who speaks English like I do. <laughs> Acer. Spelt backwards. Acer? <laughs> I brought you I bought a little something here. We sell at our Rexall drugstores. Oh, that's nice, Jimmy. What is it? A cheese sandwich. <laughs> a cheese sandwich. Velveeta, no doubt. <laughs> Nat naturally. And now, I've been mulling it all over and uh, let me take that line again. Yeah. <laughs> naturally, and Al, I've been mulling it over in my muller, and I decided <laughs> You could have forgot it. <laughs> and Al, I've been mulling it over in my muller, <laughs> and I decided to make some changes here at the uh, Kraft Music Hall. Do tell. Don't butt in, and I will. <laughs> What this joint needs is some feminine pulchitude. Pardon me, Jimmy. When I went to Harvard, and it wasn't built yet. <laughs> so tell me, what does a pulchitude mean? Pulchitude? That's a dame with a lot of pulka. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're cute tonight. <laughs> and that's what you need around here, a glamour girl. No, 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 Jimmy. We, we, we don't need a glamour girl. Well, if that don't fit your sensibilities, I got an idea that really would be multitudinous. Multitudinous? That's a word sent to me on trial by Yale College. <laughs> Jimmy, look, I, I, uh, I have some five-syllable words, too. But when you get to be my age, they take too much wind. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you got any other ideas? Yes, the first thing you got to do is get a piano player for this joint. What do you think I am? I'll call Yale College on the phone and I'll get me some more words. <laughs> Jimmy, this fella's Oscar Levant, a great artist. Okay, here's a pencil. Draw me. <laughs> Oscar, you'll have to excuse Jimmy. He's very nearsighted. He can't see any farther than the end of his nose. Since when is that nearsighted? <laughs> Levant, I'm ignoring you and I ignore a man He's being ignored by a real ignoramus <laughs> You're a master of understatement Just who would you suggest as the pianist in the Kraft Music Hall? Me You? Yeah Who? Him No Yes When? Now Oh Shall we try it again with smaller words? <laughs> now the words are all right, Oscar The people won't understand them Don't try and befuddle me let me take my rightful place at the piano. You gentlemen may not know it, but I'm a contemporary of Tchaikovsky, Mozart, Mendelssohn, and Mazursky. Mazursky? You were their contemporary? Yes, they held me in the greatest contempt. Uh, I'll now play uh, Cheherazade by Rimsakosikos. That's a very difficult piece. I know it. But I'll just play as far as Rimsky hyphen And next time I'll play Corsica <laughs> Wait a minute, Jimmy this, this stuff is out of your class Your Shaharazari is strictly from Inky Dinky Doo That reminds me, Asa 
<laughs> I love that name, Asa. When I take over here, the singer's got to be replaced. The singer? Me replace? When I've just reached my young manhood? <laughs> that is reaching. <laughs> Give me just a moment. Who, who would you have replaced me as a singer? Me. You? Yeah. Who? Him. No. Yes. When? Now. Oh! <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Being on this show increases a fellow's vocabulary. You know that, don't you? You guys can't argue me out of it. Believe me. Oscar, climb up on that piano stool and noodle something that'll fit my dulcet verse. I play a piano, not a saw. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I insist I do the singing in this hall. Sorry, Olson. Your services are no longer required. You may turn in your tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna sing Wait a minute, I got it We'll both sing We'll be a sextet <laughs> Well, that's a gentleman's agreement Oscar, look You sit down and let Jimmy uh, ring a fortissimo From the cheaper piano Imagine, last week I was playing in Carnegie Hall <laughs> Okay, Jimmy, the hall is yours Thanks, Al I never in my lifetime was so delighted Honest, I'm as happy as a clown it happened at a musical where I was invited In the wealthiest home in this town I knew the joint was wealthy, there was a dirly under every cuspidor <laughs> What a party, I rubbed elbows with Levant I rubbed elbows with Shostakovich I rubbed elbows with Rubenstein I had to rub elbows with them, they wouldn't shake hands with me <laughs> After dinner, Levant sat down and played his latest concerto Shastakovich obliged with his latest etude And Rubenstein trilled the crowd with a Sinatra he composed Then all eyes turned upon me And why not? I was sleeping <laughs> Ignoring the hostile stares of the hoi Palu, I walked to the piano Took my music out of my back pocket Which was wrapped around a salami sandwich <laughs> Then I sat down at the Steinway For the first time two presents my symphony, my melody, and this is how it went. Give it out, Jimmy. Chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty. Ah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Jimmy, give it out. Chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty. Ah, brother, you're singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing this melody when you feel blue. It's gonna be another inka dinka doo. Chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it out. Chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be. What a melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be. There it goes again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday the world will recognize this lovely thing. I know the day will come when Frank and Bing will sing. Why not Jessel? Chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be chitty be. Chitty be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Thursday, across the land, many a good cook will be using the famous Philadelphia brand cream cheese in her Christmas feast menu. Some of those good cooks will cut this rich, creamy white cheese into cubes to uh, top the fruit salad. Some of them will soften Philadelphia cream cheese with a little milk 
Whip it up fluffy light with a spoon to swirl on top of mince or fruit pie. Some of them will bring on this famous cream cheese along with crackers and candied fruits for the grand finale to dinner. A perfect climax with the coffee. And at every dinner table from Maine to California, Philadelphia brand cream cheese will taste gloriously rich and fresh. This is the brand of cream cheese that's guaranteed fresh. The one and only Philadelphia brand, famous for 60 years and made exclusively by Kraft. For your Christmas feasting, make sure you get genuine Philadelphia cream cheese. Always ask for it. Always look for the name Philadelphia brand whenever you buy cream cheese. In our music hall, it's a Christmas tradition to hear from a group of non-professional singers famous in the Middle West for the beauty of their song, the Kraft Choral Club. 80 men and women from the Kraft headquarters in Chicago. Tonight, under the direction of Gerhard Schroth, they will sing for us Schubert's Ave Maria. And I heard the bells on Christmas Day. For the Kraft Choral Club, we take you now to Chicago.
That was the real Christmas spirit. Although uh, we'll be with you on Christmas Day, we'd like to extend our greetings a little early. So from the Kraft Music Hall gang and myself, a Merry Christmas to everyone. Good night, everybody. Jimmy Durante appears with the courtesy of the Rexall Drug Company and may be heard on his own show. Tune in again next Thursday when our special guest will be Boris Carlo. This is Ken Carpenter saying good night. Stay tuned into this station to hear Jack Carson with Eve Arden, who follow immediately. Ask any expert homemaker, she'll tell you it's the dressing that makes a salad. That's why Kraft French dressing and Miracle French dressing are so popular. Kraft French dressing has a smooth, come-on flavor that everyone goes for. Mild, but just spicy enough. Then there's Miracle French dressing with just a tantalizing touch of onion and garlic. They're both outstanding. Kraft French dressing and Miracle French dressing. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.